0: You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Sport Horse Podcast. I'm Nicole Lakin.
0: And I'm Tim Warden. And thanks for tuning in to our final episode of 2022.
1: Yeah, so for this episode, we're going to do things a little differently. We don't have a guest today because we wanted to just take a pause and sort of look back at all that we've done in the last year. I can't believe this is going to be our 22nd episode since we started um back in what was it? May maybe?
0: I think February actually. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's been a, it's been going.
1: I have no sense of time anymore. It's like there was a time before there was a pandemic and then there is everything else. That's that's how time seems to work in my head. Um but anyway, uh, yeah, we're excited to take a little bit of time and reflect. And if you're new, uh, a new listener to the podcast, um, maybe you'll catch some tidbits and go back and listen to some of our earlier episodes. Um, but let's just kick it off with talking about the community that we've built and some of the experiences we've had so far.
0: Yeah, as you say, Nicole, it's been... Uh... It's been a journey for sure. I remember uh when we've had our first call uh discussing the podcast idea. I did not think that I would be the person actually uh <laughs> actually doing it. I thought I'd maybe be a bit more behind the scenes and uh helping out, but I'm I'm glad I've gotten the opportunity to work with you. Uh it's been super fun to actually do it, although probably a little bit daunting at the start. Um, I haven't gotten any uh negative comments or too many negative comments yet so i i think i'll take that <laughs> as a win that's a positive um if people are out there and and hating my voice at least you keep it to yourselves which is uh <laughs> is appreciated but uh yeah it's been super fun and i think it, it's been great to meet a little bit of a community that is forming around our our podcast right i think that um there were maybe people who felt a little bit isolated out there who didn't know where to go to get access to some of this information or um maybe they had like their own little communities and now we've been able to pull it together a little bit through this podcast which is really cool and we get some really cool messages and uh and emails about it people wanting to know more about certain speakers or and certain topics and I, i think that's really exciting to start to look towards the future in 2023 and maybe what we can do to make this bigger and better
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I think it's always really fun when you can spend time doing something that's interesting um, and helps you grow (laughs) and is also like really benefiting other people as well. So um, for me, I, I just feel like my eyes have been open to how much there is out there to learn about how far the science has really come and how important it is that we you know connect with that and and embrace it and learn and grow from it um but one of the sort of surprising things to me um in terms of the community and the feedback that we get is how diverse a group of listeners we have. Um, I think that when we started this, we really thought this was going to be for, you know, the horse owners and, and barn managers and, you know, high-level trainers and athletes. Um, I'm surprised by just how many veterinarians we have listening. So thank you guys. Um, hopefully we don't uh, bring things down to too low of a level by me trying to <laughs> understand things. Um, but I I had... This sort of funny experience. A few weeks ago, we were um, in San, e- San Antonio at at the AEP, and I introduced myself to a couple different people, and they said, "Yeah, yeah, I know you." And then, as soon as we talked for a few minutes, and they heard my voice, they connected the dots, and they happened to be listeners. So um, I don't know. That was pretty crazy. Um, I-, I feel like a lot of the people out there listening know a lot more than we do about so many things, but what's really cool is that we're able to fill in the the little tiny gaps that you have when you're in the car driving from an appointment to appointment um, and bringing you some of the the research and the information that's probably been you know piling up on your desk or on your bedside table for months and months and you're just busy and don't always have time to sit there and um you know go through all the scientific papers and the research and the journals um so I'm just so glad that um we're able to, to fill that gap, fill that void, and bring this uh, to you guys in a, a format that works for <laughs> works for your lifestyle, works for your, your day-to-day job.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, as I'm sure many people can appreciate at home, the way uh, a lot of these scientific publications are written, they're not maybe the most engaging uh, media that is out there. And I think it's, it's really powerful to have a little bit of the story behind a lot of this research, right, to talk to some really, really bright people uh, from different areas and to hear maybe why they wanted to study a topic or some of the pearls and how they interpret their own research, I think is really, really cool. And usually they're pretty good at um, leaking or giving insight into the future directions as well, which is really, really exciting and and stuff that's a little bit harder to find just in the peer-reviewed literature. Um, And just with some of the speakers we've had on or i'll say that all every speaker who's been on the podcast we've been really really fortunate with who we've had just really passionate people about their their topic and about the sport and i think everyone uh feels the same way that we do about opportunities to drive the sport forward and to make a better environment for the sport horses that we are trying to manage and to take take care of um but to just have that coming from people with from different backgrounds um From different ages we've had a good mix of really junior or more junior researchers so some graduate students and some early uh faculty and then we've had some more senior lecturers who are um you know who have a a huge trail of publications behind them and have all of this experience with grant writing and, and so on um so it's been really really cool to see that and uh you know, we've made some friends along the way as well with people who we didn't maybe weren't so familiar with their research but then you know we have a discussion and uh it just makes you super excited um I think the one challenge is there's maybe not enough time in the year to to get everyone we want on the podcast and as well like you know there's so many people we I th- who I think we want to meet in person now and we'd love to see their labs and how they're doing certain research or maybe just seeing them in the field and understanding uh what they do what they're doing there but Know we're sort of running out of time, and uh, it's not always easy to execute and to do everything we want to do. But it's really exciting to start to build this library of of all these possibilities. And again, like hopefully we're exposing uh, you guys at home to know different people out there. And maybe if you are interested in doing some graduate research, maybe you'd want to go and work with one of these uh, researchers or. Uh, You know, if you're a clinician and maybe some of these veterinarians we've been chatting with, you'd love to do a ride along with them or just uh, have a discussion with them. So it's, I really enjoy that aspect as well. And I hope people take the opportunity to, to dive into that and to try to network a little bit through our podcast and and through some of the experts that we've had on.
1: Yeah, I think that's, that's a really great point. Everybody that we've had on has been so gracious and um, open and they, they really do want to see the industry move forward. And so they're great people, great resources um, for anybody who's interested in learning more, getting involved, you know, maybe exploring a career path. Um, So definitely recommend that. Um, It has been now 22 episodes as of the release of this episode today. Um, and so I wanted to take some time, um, and look back at some of our episodes that we've done and, um, how it has sort of impacted our real lives or, um, experiences that we've had that there's some crossover, um, I can kick it off, uh, since this is my idea, um, but uh, yeah, my, uh, my trainer the other day just told me that we're bringing a, um, a water treadmill into this into the farm and he's really excited and wants to make sure that, um, that he's going to be using it effectively um, and, and, you know, using people's time well. So I was, Really excited to go back to our first episode ever with Dr. Percy McCrae um, and do a little re-listen. Um, check out all of her amazing resources and, and the work that she's contributed to um uh in that area, um, and share that as a resource with my trainer because I think um, you know, having access to a tool like that is such um uh it's it's amazing it's um you know something that we're really lucky to have um and i i want to make sure that we're you know able to to use it well and utilize all the science that's out there already um so that we're helping and not hurting our horses with it so um that was one that was one that just came up really recently for me what about you tim
0: Yeah, like I think uh, Percy's episode was a great one. Uh, It was nice to kick off with her. She's such a a good speaker and knows the the literature so well. So it was a a great conversation. Um, I think our our second podcast, like Pat Riley um, from uh, New Bolton Center, uh, he's someone who, uh, leading up to that podcast, had been chatting with for uh, probably a year or two, just about different concepts and different ideas. Um, Super, super bright guy. you know, knows his craft so well and knows a lot of other stuff as well. Just the way his brain works is truly impressive. And I think he's just got a really nice way of talking about the really complex topics, which uh, a lot of shoeing is very complex, right? Like I think sometimes we sort of underestimate like, how much actually goes into it. And as well, we underestimate how much is still unknown. And we put oftentimes our, our farriers in sort of a difficult position. They only get to see the horse you know, once every four or six weeks or whatever that timing is. And, uh, you know, we're asking them to do stuff. And then usually or a lot of times we don't really listen to their instructions to 100% as well. And uh, so there's a lot going on there, but he's just so good at navigating that and uh, talking about that process. And he chatted a little bit about some of his research and some of the the things he's been doing to monitor horses. So that he's better able to understand what different types of shoeing will do and how the horses respond to to that. And can we use some technology to monitor how horses actually move with different uh you know types of things going on with how, how the farriers are applying shoes and, and those types of processes. So really, really great. And then uh I also enjoyed it because you brought up the, the topic of barefoot. Or I guess we brought it up and put them in the tough <laughs> uh the tough spot of having to answer about uh barefoot versus uh, shot horses, but again chatted about it so well and really set the stage where every horse is an individual right and i think oftentimes we get into a bit of trouble uh when we try to make generalizations and say every horse horse should be barefoot or every horse should be shot or or whatever but you know certain things are going to work well for certain horses and there's really in science there's never really a right or wrong answer it's always like what is the best situation uh for this individual and uh, he he framed that really well, so I really really enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I think we have a habit sometimes of saying, you know, oh, this is a really hot topic right now in in horse sports, and thinking that this is something new, and there you know there needs to be research done in this new area. And then you come across someone like Pat, who's like, this isn't new. This is <laughs> this goes back to, you know, this the 1500s, and um, uh, he's a super interesting guy. I, that was probably one of my all-time favorite episodes, um, that we've done so far. Um, however, I think it's also really great. The episodes that have brought us sort of back to the basics, um, in, in particular for me, the episodes that we've done, um, that sort of bring in the physiotherapy, you know, component, um, you know, Amka Schulmer on episode 18, um, talked about hip mobility. And, um, I if you haven't seen it yet on our Instagram and, Facebook, we have a really cool video also um, from Imka that sort of actually demonstrates what she was talking about and how the rider's position and the saddle and the hip angle um, has a significant impact on um, the way that the horse moves, carries itself um, and really on their entire musculoskeletal system. Um, So I, I think stuff like that, that is so relatable to every rider, um, and is really should be a, p- a strong part of our basics. I think some of that stuff is also, you know, so valuable. We also had Taylor Campbell, another physiotherapist who works with the, um, Canadian, um, the Canadian, uh, equestrian team. Um, that was episode 12, I believe, um, who talked about, you know, the, again, the importance of riders, you know, focusing on their own their own bodies, their own mobility, um, flexibility, all of those things in addition to, you know, strength and the sort of obvious obvious um, aspects that that riders think about, um, and how much that can impact the horses. So um I think those two, like every time I, I ride after having those conversations, I'm thinking about all of those things that they talked about, um, all the all the research and the work that they've done, um, and how I can learn from it and and grow and and be better. Um, so I hope I hope it's not just me that feels that way, but I think um sometimes we get Okay. Sometimes I get really excited about things that are new and shiny. Um, and then just by doing something so simple um to correct the way that you're sitting in the saddle, um, it, it can be just a total game changer for you, for your horse, um, for their soundness and longevity. Um, and I, I think it's important that we not lose sight of that as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think those are really, really important points. Um I as well really enjoyed those episodes, uh, and especially Imka, uh, just so much knowledge there, and what like she's worked with so many really really top riders uh, over in Europe, and she actually has a couple of videos on Clip My Horse, which we probably oh, should have cool. mentioned when we recorded. Uh, I think they're all in in German, uh, but I think like they still demonstrate like some really really cool points, and she you know goes through with uh, nice horses, nice riders, but also I think. Information that is really, really valuable to people of all levels. So I would for sure encourage people to head over to Clip My Horse and to uh, look for some of the content she has there. Uh, I think that uh, technology uh, is maybe also a little bit. Speaking of
1: new and shiny, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. So maybe on the other side of the spectrum, but there's a lot of technology coming along that just wasn't available 10 years ago. And quite a few of our speakers have talked about how they're leveraging some of these devices to getting really important information about, uh, the horses that they're dealing with. So, uh, like Dr. Emmanuel Banwerk uh, Westergren. So she's using the Arianeo uh, system with her horses to better understand, like how they're responding to, um, to, to fitness tests to try to understand like in ter- terms of like cardiorespiratory challenges, is there some stuff going on there and how do the horses respond to exercising, uh, Dr. Chris Navas, who uh, we had on not too long ago, was also using that system in eventing venting horses with, again, the idea and the goal of trying to frame a lot of these exercise programs that these really, really top riders are putting their venting horses through and to give some some data behind that. So uh, these riders, they're all really skilled. They all have an innate sense of you know what they're doing with their horses and how the horse is responding. But the data itself just helps to support a lot of those ideas. And maybe sometimes it flags something that's a little bit different, where even though the rider thought they were doing this type of workout, the horse actually responded a little bit differently. And maybe the workout wasn't as hard for the horse as they thought. Or conversely, like maybe it was actually very taxing for the horse and they maybe need to adapt uh, the training for the day after just to make sure there's enough recovery. So I think that's all really, really valuable. Um, uh, Inika Smith from Utrecht University, who we had on maybe around episode five or, or six. Um, but she was uh, looking at uh, some of these new technologies to better understand just like how does the horse truly move and how do, how does it incorporate like, and update these movement patterns? So in situations like uh, lameness, like, what, what does that affect? And then also looking towards maybe better understanding how horses actually move. So healthy horses, like how does the m- muscle actually function? if they're galloping or how does the muscle actually function if they're going to go and jump. And like, that's stuff that 10 years ago, we just couldn't really study, but the technology has evolved. And now she's working on ways to better monitor this, uh, whether it's through like muscle recordings through electromyography or uh, some of the the devices that uh, Utec University has developed for uh, detecting lameness and and just movement. So it's it's really, really exciting to see what's coming along. I I love technology. I love data. So <laughs> those episodes, for sure, I definitely perked up uh, quite a bit and was making some notes and uh, just stuff that I think anyone can take and, and go and buy a device now and, and go back and use that in their program and hopefully get some you know insights that are really meaningful and help, their, help them put their horses in good positions uh, for future success.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh now that you guys have heard from us about some of our favorite moments of uh, the Sport Horse podcast from 2022, we would love to hear from you. Um, We'll be posting a link for a really short survey on our website, www.sporthorsepodcast.com. We really just want to know like what did you like what didn't you like what would you like to see more of or less of in 2023 um we're making this for you guys so we want to hear from you um and make sure that um we're we're putting out more episodes that um really get you guys excited and help you learn and grow um in the same way that we have over the last year
0: yeah for sure i think that uh, any feedback would be great we've already heard a little bit to that uh and, and for sure, we we need to do this to, to look for some nutritional experts. So we've got a, a few lined up for 2023 that we're excited to dive into. Definitely not uh, a strength of mine. So I'm really excited to learn. Um, and then I, I think there's so much other stuff to, to cover, right? There's a lot of really cool research being done. Some of it through some of these new um, like fitness monitors. So being able to, to dive into that and, and to follow that. Um, genetics is, I think, another topic that doesn't get too much uh, awareness or doesn't get too much attention in uh, in our world, but it has a, a huge role to play uh, in terms of like, a better understanding of what uh, alleles may be correlated to certain um, diseases in horses or certain uh, potential issues that may come up and as well, like what certain uh, genes are associated with really good performance for uh, horses for different sports. So I think starting to cover that a little bit will, will be really, really uh, fascinating.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I, uh, I'm going to put a a request in there that we do some more uh, concepts in, in sports science for, <laughs> for people like me who don't necessarily um, have, have a full deep comprehension um, of, of what we should. <laughs> um, All stuff to look forward to, but again, um, we really really would appreciate it if you could just go to www.sporthorsepodcast.com and fill out that really quick survey um really it's just it's just so that we can bring you guys more of what you want to hear uh so to wrap up this uh, special episode our last of 2022 we would be remiss if we didn't say thank you um we we have so many people to thank for helping us. Come up with the idea for this podcast, launch it, um, promote it, grow it um, and improve it over time. So we are so grateful to the team at horse radio network, the team at horse network, um, our amazing team at the equine high performance sports group. Um, You know, we wouldn't have access to some of the amazing people that we've brought you without that team. Um, And, you know, we, we really, really are so grateful to have an amazing group to go and bounce ideas off of um, learn from and uh, network from <laughs> so that we can um, find the right people to to teach us and to teach you about these important concepts. Um, most, imp- almost most importantly is that we need to thank our amazing guests and our amazing listeners um, without the two of you. <laughs> There wouldn't be much here. So, um, you know, it would just be me and Tim sitting around talking to each other on zoom. So, uh, (laughs) we're so grateful to all of the guests who spent, you know, their valuable time sitting down with us chatting, you know, breaking things down and, um, you know being really really um open and and gracious with their their time and their expertise and of course our listeners uh for listening for giving us um your valuable time and your ear and letting us be a small part of your day so thank you thank you thank you i don't think there are enough thank you to say
0: yeah no i i think you i uh, you did a great job there though nicole and um <laughs> And I think that just the one thing I would encourage everyone to do is to, if you have ideas and I and uh, comments, like definitely reach out. As Nicole said, um, I don't think either of us will turn away uh, someone who wants to talk about the, these topics. Right? Like I'll never turn away someone who uh, comes to me with questions and um, you know legitimately wants to wants to learn and try to to do better. And I would say that's the same for you, Nicole, and same for a lot of our guests. So. Uh, on one hand, it's really simple what we do with horses. You know, we just need to keep them well-fed and happy and, uh, you know, they have to go out and do their jobs. But on the other hand, it is really, really complex. There's a lot of information out there. Um, they are living creatures who at times can be quite fragile. Um, you know, a, a tummy ache for them is colic, sort of, right? And so that's, you know, nothing to, uh, to minimize or downplay. Like a lot of things are very, very complex with horses. and can potentially catastrophic so uh if you ever have any questions about like any topic uh talk to your veterinarian talk to the support team around you any of the content on here like you can reach out to us and at the very least we can sort of show you where to go to maybe get some more information um but i think a lot of times it just helps to, to have people to talk to and to uh you know share ideas and bounce ideas off of um i always learn a lot more from people i talk to are giving talks then i think that they learn from attending my talk so uh in in one way i guess i'm a little bit selfish that i'm i just hoping to learn from from everyone who reaches out but i think that is an important point maybe something that does lack a little bit in our sport compared to other human-centric sports where it is more of a just a common network and everyone sort of does it where you go to a show or you go to a competition in track and field or weightlifting and everyone's hanging out and bouncing ideas off each other and trying to share their knowledge versus we're a little bit more uh, closely guarded maybe in in our industry but I would like to see that change and a little bit more community grow and you know people just feel comfortable reaching out and and hopefully you meet some people uh, through our social media channels as well, that like you feel like you'd want to stay in touch with and to follow their journeys. And maybe you can learn from that as well.
1: Absolutely. I'm just going to point out that Tim was being very modest there. His presentations are always very educational and informative. Um, with that, that's a wrap for our final episode of 2022. We have so much to be grateful for. We hope that you all have a wonderful, wonderful holiday season. And, have lots of time to enjoy your horses. Um, you know, we're also lucky to just be a part of, a small part of their lives and, um, you know, have them in ours. So I, I hope that this holiday season, if nothing else, you get a chance to appreciate that and experience that. You can find links for this episode, including the link to our survey at www.sporthorsepodcast.com you can also follow us on facebook and instagram at sport horse series once again we would really really appreciate you taking a minute just to go and fill out that survey Um, by doing that it'll also get added to a list to hear about all of the super exciting things that we have coming down the road in 2023 Like, I wish I could tell you about them now, but um, trust me, if you enjoy the podcast, you're going to enjoy these things even more. You can have all 20 plus shows of the Horse Radio Network with you wherever you go with our free app for iPhone and Android. Just go to the App Store and search Horse Radio Network. And here's to keeping your sport horse happy and healthy.